0: As a church, we need to be extremely careful. And I I, I thank God for for a conference like like this one, that is the leadership, that it feels that the family needs to be spoken into. And I think even in the churches, we need to now take the institution of family seriously because we can see it's, it's almost disintegrating. It's like the family, the institution of family is in such a mess. To the extent that even in the churches, there are divorces, there separations and everything, children have become a mess. And it is because we are not taking the institution of family seriously. And as I'm speaking like that, I'm not speaking about this. is not a marriage a seminar. we are talking about husband and wife. It's that institution itself, as a family. So what I'm saying is that um, after we have seen that, and after we have seen how this institution is key even in the heart of God to be protected. And if I may repeat the, the, the first statement that I made, mean, that if the governments of the world got to know that if they will be able they will be able to even govern yeah. the countries, yes. it's the key thing is family. How is family mm. Mm. Having said this, and before we ask ourselves, what composes a family, who and what composes a family? Because it's, an, it's a thing that we didn't need to, to ask ourselves. Who and what composes a family? Because we may think a family is just a husband and wife. Well, well and good, that's OK, but who and what? Before I come to that, I wanted to make this other statement that... um, I've already said that that the the institution of family is under threat. Yeah. Yeah. And we need to do something about it as a church. Because we want to say that the governments of the world um, need to do that. It's like God is looking upon the church now to bring the family in order where the devil has put a lot of mess. And those of us who are here who have, of course, I can see we are we, um, a bit advanced in years, those of us who are here. I can clearly remember even as I was growing as a small girl, every home we went, in the living room, there was that hanging on the wall that said, charity begins at home. We used to to have that hanging. Almost every every home we went, charity begins at home. And these days, if you go to any of the homes, back home, and even here, you don't see that. Because it's like uh, family has, it's like, uh, it's something that has got no value. But when we talk of charity begins at home, it means even the churches where we are, If we want the church to be healthy, that church starts from home. From home and then an extension of home to the church. So when we see problems in the church, we should tell ourselves some of these problems in the churches are emanating from home. Because if the family is healthy, the church will be healthy. If the family is healthy, the society will be healthy. Some of the things that we are seeing on our TV screens, on news, that this young girl killed somebody and all that, if you go back, you trace the reason as to why this girl or this young man or this person has committed this crime it originates from the family. Because maybe this girl was abused when she was, like last night we were just watching over the news, this girl was abused when she was three years old, she was raped, and from there it's pain after pain, until she reaches a point where she feels I'll kill somebody. And she did it. We were watching that over the news last night. And so what I'm saying is, if the institution of family is so much protected, Our churches will be healthy, our society will be healthy. Everything about this world, the mess that we are seeing in the world is as a result of the family that has gone into mess. So what I'm saying is that uh, we need to protect our family so much. And I've already said that the devil knows that, that the family is the key. And the reason why there is this mess is because the devil feels if, they, if I kill the family, I am telling you I'm going to win. And so what I'm, um, before I finish, and then I call upon Edward, and I will read a portion of scripture. And as I read that portion of scripture, that is where now we are going to ask ourselves who and what composes a family. Let's read in the book of um, Ephesians chapter number 5. <coughs> I'll start from verse number 25. And I want to make some profound statements here that uh, I feel are key. If you read that portion of, 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 of scripture, you'll realize, verse 25, husbands love your wives just as Christ loved the church. I may not read the whole portion, I want you to read during your own time, but in that short portion of scripture, the Bible is mentioning five times for the husband to love the wife. And you'll find that if this love that we are talking about is not seen in the, in the family, because children will become what they see of their parents. Yeah. Maybe before I read that, it's good to ask, Who and what composes a family? A family is made of a father, a mother, and children. And as we carry on here, we will see that during the the time the Bible was being written, and I'm sure even now, most of us will have people who who will come and help in the family. There will be somebody who who will come and maybe do the compound, clean the house, and all that. And if we take them seriously, because here the Bible is calling them slaves or servants, All of that composes the family. But then because of the mess that has been there, husbands no longer feel, I don't love my wife, or just take it um, just like, like anything. But here, men are reminded five times to love their wives. And the wives are reminded to be submissive. And let me say this. Submission is a controversy by itself. But submission is honor and submission are two things that are never borrowed. Everyone cannot borrow me to submit it to him. Yeah. It's something that is earned. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you, you get that. Mm-hmm. He can't command me, you have to submit it to me. It's his deeds, his love for me. Mm-hmm. The way he treats me will make me to submit it to him. That's right. The way I will handle Edward as my husband, he will also. So, submission is not just only to the women. Even the husbands will submit to the respect and the honor that I show Edward. So, it's a two way traffic, not in just one. Hey, that I will love you, but you have to, to submit to. No! It's not something that is borrowed, it is earned. It is something that is earned. And that's the reason why I'm saying, if children will not see something like that in the family, what will happen is that they will be rebellious, They will say, look at my father, look at my mother, the way they talk to each other, they no respect, nothing. And that is affecting these these children, and that is exactly what is going to happen. So if you read that portion of scripture, you'll find that husbands are advised as a family. Because honestly, if we mess our families, where else do we go? I remember a time one man, uh, quite a prominent um, uh, Christian leader in our country, said something, that the end of every person dead or alive is the family. You'll come back to the family. If somebody dies here in, in, in this country and it comes from Kenya, God forbid, if we died here, we will be taken back home. So it's family. So the end of every person is family. So I'm asking you, brethren, let's take care of our families because they mean a lot. So a family is composed of a husband, a wife, and the children, that God will bless them with. But even if they are not children, of course, that family can live happily. Because most of the times we we only talk of husband, wife, and children. But there are some people who are single, they are not married, they're in the family, and we thank God and we are sensitive about them. And we don't, they are part of the church, they are part of us, and we thank God for that. And then when when you come to chapter number six, it says, children obey your parents in the Lord. When it comes to children now obeying their parents in the Lord, it is not just obeying your parents, it is in the Lord. When they see that the parents are advising them well, they are giving them good instructions and all that, they obey their parents in the Lord, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on earth. Fathers do not Exasperate your children, instead, bring, in that, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. I think the, the short cross section of what I have said, as um, the talk that I've given about family, I'm sure I've sparkled something in your minds that maybe you will go back thinking about and telling yourself, especially this thing about institution. I feel it has really captured me. Because if we don't take this seriously and it is something that is emanating from God, we are doing ourselves a lot of uh, mess. So let's welcome Edward to come and take thank over. You thank thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: you. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is excellent, Frida. And uh, I think if uh, we would be doing no business uh, Minding so much about the church, if we don't mind about uh, our families. and it's good to be reminded that time and again because you see, uh, I come from a continent where and even in this in this context, you find uh, people are they, they, they are completely lost in the ministry, at the expense of family, at the expense of really making sure that their homes are well catered for. and you 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 hear people talking about, Uh, I am busy in the kingdom. I think going by what has been able to passionately pass on to us. We realize, and again this conference is about uh, doing courageous stuff. We're being provoked uh, to be able, and I'm so blessed to to see the the title of the conference, and especially in the context or in the culture that many of you come from. Uh, Because you know, there is this consciousness of uh, what the state says, Mo- consciousness of what your neighbor think, consciousness of what the institutions, uh, just like Frida has been able to uh, uh, clearly put out. We're conscious about things out there and I think God will provoke us during our times together here uh, to be able to be ready. Um, you know. Many times when I consider our lives rather than myself and think about where we're coming from, there are many, many things that we can be able to do tell you we do not consider what people would think when we were doing some of the things. We just obeyed God and courageously stepped out. So we're being challenged so that we can courageously it, it, sometimes let's not want to look political correct. I, I think we need I like what you said, Frida, because I think when we end up thinking that I have a responsibility uh, of my family, this is my family. And I think that's very, very important because when we are conscious about what will they think when they, they see me doing this or saying this from the context of the Bible, I think we will uh, miss uh, the way big time. So that is an amazing introduction into the subject we are together uh, looking into, uh, just to be able to be reminded once again, the beginning of beginnings is family. And uh, God loves the family so much, and the church must love the family. And it is important for us to be able to emphasize that, remind ourselves that, so that we can make sure that we've got homes. And again, even when you think, for example, like in uh, back in Africa, where we've got several hundreds of churches, and one of the things that God spoke to us and which has helped us for example like come is here is a composition we've been able to, to know going by the early church that if we want the church to be healthy we've got to go back again to homes and you can imagine the early church was able to almost do a, a takeover of jerusalem because they were active in their homes yes. and, and we need to be reminded once again and I really want to call upon us and uh, just uh, kind of cementing what Frida said. May God give us the grace to have healthy families. It is important. Yeah, it is absolutely. When you think about the restoration uh, principles and the rest of, you know, as God began to speak to Terry and the teams, uh way back in the 70s, uh, one of the areas that was, uh, God used even for this country to be able to see what we have was homes. Uh, things were happening in the homes. And I think there's a, a need for us uh, to make our homes uh, not not, not window dressed homes but uh, a place where God's presence is yes. and a place where the dwelling of God can be found in homes and even as children grow and they've got their moments of turbulence and everything else when they see what Frida has been able to describe we are sure that at some point somewhere they'll be able to find their footing into the things of God Thank you so much Frida I just Some of the things we really want to do is, uh, as we come to conclusion, because we want to give us ourselves some minutes of uh, Q and I think uh, we were supposed to give you ten points, but the ten points you are the one to create them. (laughs) (laughs) As we speak, you are the. the, You don't want to create them as you speak <laughs> but uh, I, I just want to take this now uh to the next level frida has done the foundation which we are all in agreement that is god speaking through this great lady yes and so i really want to take it to the next level and be able to some of the things we are sharing with you uh, as much as we of course in this room value the culture of the bible there are things that we have been able to see uh, over the last decades. Uh, on Sunday, I had one of the most what, profound moments in my life was visiting uh, with Toby Jean and the Norwich people. And Toby decided to uh, do an interview with me uh, instead of preaching. And that was absolutely amazing because I had no idea. He just said, My friend, trust me. And of course, I trusted him. <laughs> and so, there we are. It was questions that really provoked faith in me. And even as we we're returning back to Africa, I just feel like I'm going to engage the continent with the gospel more than I've ever done. Because if, in the last 40 years, as he was asking me questions, the gospel has been able to provide, to, to give me this evidence. I'm just thinking to myself, oh my goodness, Africa, I'm coming again, Yes. <laughs> I'm coming again Africa, I'm coming again, yes, and I am, I'm so inspired uh, just to, to know as we continue to obey the Lord and lead the many teams that we have in our continent, we will be able to see, you know, we've got, I mean, literally, I've been telling people we like to say when we have some problems, Maranatha! Even Lord, Lord Jesus, come! Yes. And I like to remind people, He's not coming soon because we said, "And this gospel of the kingdom must first be preached." Now, I'll give you some surprises. We've got, even in our own country, we've got over 18 tribes, people groups that have not heard the word Jesus, and that's just one of one country in the continent. Nigeria, hundreds of different tribes. Languages have not been given an opportunity to read the gospel. So, and we've got, if we think about the Far East and many other places, and even last night was a very inspiring night when I saw people with the plants and other places, it's just a flag. We've got Europe, uh, modern Europe, which needs to hear the gospel. Sure. So, uh, we need to keep on reminding ourselves that there is still a lot of work to be done. But coming back to what I wanted to say is. Uh, I felt so inspired because some of the things I'm sharing here are things that we've been able to do, uh, even as we think about the church as a family, it's not just the 10 principles or whatever, it's real life, it's things that we've been able to pick uh, along the way of preaching the gospel, planting churches, and at the moment we've got hundreds of churches, I don't know, maybe 350, Uh, maybe when I go back it's... 360, because it's happening all the time. God is so good. We've really become, we've reached a point where it is a a church planting movement. We've got no track. You cannot be able to, uh, I cannot be able to, because it's no longer to do with Kambaki anymore. It's got teams across the nation and different parts of Africa doing the job of preaching the gospel. But let me just make... When we think about church is a real family, and I'm not saying should be, it is. Yes. Yeah, let's not just think about it should. No, 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 it is, you know. Uh, church is a real family. Uh, I would like to make a few, uh, you know, opening statements that you can be able to capture in your notes if you want to. Uh, I'm saying the church should receive us as we are. The church must be made in a way... Because you see there is a lot of the world is hostile and we're living in a society that condemns a society that makes people feel unwanted a society that makes i mean and it's unfortunate sometimes when i go to some of the churches back in africa and i see people doing strange things for example they were talking nicely until they reach where the church meets and all of a sudden they go to low tones and even the way they walk. And, <laughs> and I, I am just thinking, what has gone wrong? What has happened? <laughs> what has changed? And I think some of these things, uh, when we begin to behave that way, we could scare the very people we're trying to reach. Yeah. And I think coming from a continent or coming from a country, my nation has got about 44 different tribes. Mm-hmm. And so I will explain in a short while uh, some of the things, the reason why I'm putting these sentiments, st- statements before even reading some scriptures with us. So I'm saying receives us as we are. Number two, loves us as we are. Mm-hmm. The church should be able to love. And uh, this, like you said, Fred, again, about the institution. I'm trying to give us to be able to understand. Because in the home, they receive us as we are. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. OK? Yeah.
1: Again, uh, family. Uh, loves us as we are. Even when we go out and we are not appreciated, we just know there is a, a desire. I'm, I'm just thinking to myself, sometimes when um, I've been into big meetings and it's been a difficult day and it's been rough and everything else, I, I'm just thinking to myself, especially when I look at the watch and I'm just thinking, praise God, it's only one hour and I'll go home. <laughs> and I'll meet Frida. And it's gonna be different mm. because when I come home, she doesn't uh, uh, give me the ten points before she accepts me. <laughs> 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 she loves me as we, as I am.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah.
1: And this reminds me of uh, it reminds me, you know, when I was. Uh, when I, I, I became a Christian when I was, during the revival times, back in Africa, 71 to 78, big revival in East Africa that was targeting young people. And uh, so I became a Christian during that period. And so we were not so much coached on how to, uh, how, how when the moment comes for us now to uh, want to get married, how, how do we go about it? We're not coaches. So I'm just thinking Because there was a lot of spiritual elements. So I'm just thinking, <laughs> it's not a problem, but at the moment moment, <laughs> you just need to pray, and she will drop. <laughs> uh, but it wasn't the case. It wasn't the case. Uh, <laughs> and that is why I am, even when I've been at in, uh, uh, in, uh, Norwich, I am telling young people, when, when you, the moment comes and you know you want to get married, you don't pray closing your eyes. You, you pray
2: opening your eyes. It's very important, so,
1: and conferences are not bad because I found her in a conference. But this is what happened. When I wrote a letter to her to ask a hand, she told me, no.
2: (laughs) And I'm
1: just thinking, because you said no, you are the person, and and she came chasing after me thereafter.
2: (laughs) Oh dear, 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 dear. And
1: it's, it's been a beautiful journey of about 40 years together. She has been amazing so a family back to the notes a family <laughs> a family make uh, just loves us as we are but number three the church should make us secure mm-hmm. there is a lot of insecurity the family gives us security the church
2: mm-hmm.
1: should give us secure we should security, security. we should we should uh, irrespective of our diversity and where we come from and mm-hmm. the many things the many Uh, you know, difficulties in life and everything else, but going to the church, the local church, and I I just know I'm secure. I I could feel insecure every other place, but when I'm among God's people, when I'm God's family, I'm secure. I am secure. But also, I'm saying that the, 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 the church should give us space to grow and develop the person we are. Yeah, the church is not a place, and I like what you, when you said, Frida, when you're talking about that. We've got to be very careful about legalism in the family. Mm-hmm. The, the do's and don'ts. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm just thinking, a community of grace. It's a place where um, we can handle. You know, at Kambaka Christian Centre, I keep on telling the people. And, and this has been a, one of the biggest blessings, because like Frida is talking about, the next generation that we're now raising, that is uh, geared towards taking over the leadership of everything about us. I'm so happy because we've created a space for individual growth. Uh, people f- with, from different tribes, different um, backgrounds, but they come in the God's family and they feel we're being nurtured here and there is a, the leadership that is all the time encouraging and saying you can do it and there is a willingness for people to be able to grow and discover the many things that God has been able to put in their lives. But also, and the last one, and this is very, very important, a, a very last impo- point as I read a scripture with us, it's uh, the local church or the church as a family should also know the time to let go, mm-hmm. release. It's mm-hmm. a difficult one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a difficult one. At the moment, bit, these are two pictures that I'm painting from a family, there was a time we went, we, we thought our children will always be with us.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Wonderful, It's wonderful having them around and it was fantastic. And I think we loved our children so much that uh, it never occurred, for some time we never occurred, that at some point these guys will go. And we went through, I think it was almost like two years or maybe a year, when all of a sudden the nest we didn't have them, they are gone. I mean, especially when they went to high school and university, that was it. Because the next thing that happened is we started to see boys coming home, <laughs> and they're, they're, they're pretending they're students, and I'm telling Frida, Frida, this is not just about students, <laughs> it's something else. And uh, next thing is, uh, Masi uh, talks to Mama, and uh, because, you know, to, I was uh, telling Frida, Jermaine, Jermaine is uh, our, our son-in-law, he's in this country, just came to see Massey. Masi has been unwell for some time, and we're so grateful again because of the element of family. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they have been able to be accepted among you here. And uh, I have, for example, like myself, I've remained in Africa, Frida has been in this country, uh, being hosted by this couple, Alison, uh, Alison, for some time. And because of family, again, one big family, uh, Mercy has been able to get top-class treatment Uh, Mm -hmm. in in this nation while I'm serving God back in Africa. And Jermaine, then, I said, you see Jermaine, he was coming home and I'm just thinking, Frida, I don't think this is uh, anymore status here. (laughs) (laughs) And Frida says, no, 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 these are just young people. I said, Frida, I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so. So finally, uh, because Frida was, uh, didn't see the point, so, (laughs) so finally, Jermaine now, uh, uh, you know, when Massey finally now spoke to Frida, because now she, we had always thought it's just general friendship mm-hmm. and his students doing some student work. So, uh, finally she spoke to Mama, Mama, you, I won't let you do something. And she had to go round and round and round and round because <laughs> all, we treated them with thinking they are students, students. And uh, so finally, you know, the news are broken, and you know, this is uh, somebody all the way from Congo, not even a Kenyan, and he, he wants to get married to a daughter. And I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, that is even a, it's even a, a different country altogether. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's really reaching a point where you know the, this person has been able to discover their identity. These people have been able to know what is their potential, and we are willing to let go. The, 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 the local church must also, because if we are really thinking about multiplication of leadership, multiplication of missions, multiplication of whatever, this point I'm making here is very, very important. The same is true about family. We've got to know when is the time to let go, and let go happily. You know, it's not really, uh, the church is not about commanding people and making sure that they cannot be able to, uh, you know, uh, reach a point where they can just be themselves. I'm so happy when I I sit down, and I see Joe is an elder with me at Kambake Christian Center, just being himself. He's not under threat, that the the founding father of the movement is here, and he's one of the elders. He's not, he doesn't even try to copy my voice, or copy my gestures, not at all. He's Joe. And I just love it because I'm just thinking, excellent Joe. Just be yourself. And we release you to serve God as you feel is important. Now, very quickly, let me just read some scriptures and then we'll make uh, uh, my, my, I just want to really give you uh, like four or five points. And then I will be through so that we can be able to get some questions on the basis of what uh, the subject that we are speaking into. Bless everyone one of you here. Uh, is a school of thought and it's appreciated because we are got people and uh, we are learning together we're working together in this your viewpoint uh if if it is not where we want it we will shape it so that it can become beneficial to every one of us but i think the q a after sitting in the subject of which is so central even in a, a movement like this one, it's good to hear some feedback for at least 10 minutes. But let's see what the Bible says in the book of Romans. And this is very, very important in relationship to my introduction of uh, life church, I mean church, church life, uh, Romans chapter number 12. Romans 12. For the first time in um, so many, many years, I forgot my Bible. And it's because Frida was not a, at home.
2: <laughs> I was doing the parking. <laughs>
1: she helps. She makes me, she makes sure that everything that is needed for, for me is, reminds me. She says, have you remembered this? I, I arrived after, four, I had a, a very rough time uh, coming over to UK because uh, the plane at Nairobi was delayed by four hours. And so we are arrived at... Uh, I mean, uh, Amsterdam, Schiphol, uh, in Amsterdam, and uh, I even know some friends there. I can see them. I almost Because I am just thinking, if they came, I was told, you'll be here for the next 13 hours. And I'm just thinking, why don't you give me some time out? I've got some friends I can go to. Or I went to this lady and was making a lot of fun. I said, you can even put us in a canoe. We can cross over. (laughs) (laughs) Verse number three, chapter number 12, and verse number three. So I'm reading from uh, the Bible, which is electronic. For,
2: for
1: <laughs> I hope it's correct. <laughs> for It says, for by grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself. This is very important, because it's Paul sh- trying to help us shape our thinking when we think about the local church. Because, uh, you know, once once we come to the local church, we've got to let go a few things that we hold so that we can embrace what is advocated by the church. And so, for for by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought. Mm -hmm. I really want that to sink. But rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members and these members do not all have the same function. I love this because if in the family, I'm just thinking to myself, if in the family they all look alike they have the same height, the same uh, weight, the same color. They, when the moment comes for them to look west, they all look west at the same time. I mean, that would be a boring family. <laughs> <laughs> Verse 5. So in Christ, we, though many, f- form one body. I repeat again. So in Christ, Though many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others, there is not, you know. I I talk a lot back in Kenya. I talk a lot, and uh, one of the things I just love is uh, I've got because I talk, and there are those that not talk. Okay, so this is how it works. If that you are talking like me, we would have chaos. Because I talk and they talk and we have chaos. So it must be, Edward, you talk and we do the listening. (laughs) So you find (laughs) what Paul is trying to say is saying that and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, we, though many, form one body and each member belongs to all others. We have different, different I like that different giftings different colors different races different tribes yes yes we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us if you gift is prophesying then prophesy in accordance with your faith you know we've got back in africa we've got and the reason why things have gone back in the continent, is because the man of God believes he's got everything. Mm -hmm. And it's this pyramid uh, model of leadership where he's on top and he knows everything. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But that's not the case. The the beauty is in the diversity. It is, I mean, realizing that, imagine as we sit here, about 70 plus people in this room, that we've got... 700 others Mm -hmm. being served Mm
2: -hmm.
1: elsewhere. Beautiful. If it is serving, then serve. And we're so grateful stewards for serving. If you did not provide us with this, I could not be able to do what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then encourage. If it is giving, mm. then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. Diligently. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Yes. Mm. That, that is the church. That is the display of the church. Now, these are very important things as we close, as I close. When we think about the church Number one, it's faith in Jesus. I do that in Africa because we do not want a mixture of everything. We've got a, we've got, we're pointing people to Jesus. We're pointing people to the gospel is about Jesus. It's about pointing people to Jesus. Faith in Jesus, it's absolutely important because faith in Jesus introduces people uh, to a different... Lifestyle, just like the Bible says that uh, uh, the, old, the only thing that can be able to take care of the old and give the newness is faith in Jesus. And we've got to make sure that when uh, we're thinking about church, that the gospel is presented and people understand the gospel. Very, very important because it is a, that is the essence of the Christian faith. That is the beginning of things. It's helping people to be able to understand the Christian values i mean christian faith in jesus christ but number two it is a we are also called to make sure that we make disciples and this is very important in africa we don't want people to just stop at the place of conversion we don't want people to just think to themselves um, i'm just gonna live the way i want we introduce the bible is clear it says that we go and make disciples but let me quickly rush things uh, number three it's embracing the church local church must embrace diversity Uh, Diversity, that is different cultures, like you say, Toby, different races, different languages, tribes and kindreds. We've got to be very, very careful that we've got to be open, even in an English-speaking world. The the world has become a village. And we've got to be thinking, we've we've got to be thinking, with the many flights cross-crossing and many uh, things to do with the um, um, misplacements of humanity and, you know, the problems that come with, um, uh, you know, abuse of human rights that leads to uh, refugees and everything else. The time has come for us to think outside the box. And we've got to uh, embrace diversity. But the other one is number four, it's we've got to be a family that is knitted by values, convictions, and principles. And number B, the joy of being a family on mission together. Mm-hmm. These are values that need to be entrenched. These are values that need to be introduced so that we can be able to uh, encourage our people to know that we value certain values here. Uh, if it's to do with um, checked shirt, we, prom- we make it clear that this is a community that uh, wears checked shirts. <laughs> 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 That's a light moment, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, don't prescribe that to the members of your church. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, <coughs>
1: the joy of being a family on mission together. And number, this number five is so exciting for me because I keep on telling people, whether it is in Samburu and other places, I keep on telling them we are a family that should be willing, should be longing to spend eternity together.
2: Yes. Yes. Thank you. Uh,
1: yes, yes, Revelation Revelation 7 and 9. If we have been a family not, you know, like the one that Frida spoke about, family in the church, we also need eternity to be family. We need, and the Bible describes, he saw people from all races, all tribes, all colors, all gathered together as we worship the Lord Jesus Christ. And you know what? I'm who? I'm finished? Yes. And so, the Lord bless you so much, we've got five minutes to...
2: <laughs> You're supposed to stay up here. Come up, come. <laughs> <laughs> come on. come for Just um, yeah. Rita can now tell her side of the story. <laughs> No, it's like he was really pleased that Frieda wasn't there on Sunday, so he could give his side of how they met. Not <laughs> but anyway, we've only got a few moments, but um, it's important that we do, you know, ask questions or unpack things. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, you, you want to learn? That. The thing about these guys, and like, it, is questions have the ability to draw out from people things that I don't know maybe hasn't come out yet, or to expand on something. And I thought sort of, there's a real depth in these guys and it's questions that can sometimes just kind of draw out that depth so has anyone got anything they want to ask to clarify or anything like that question over here um, family family values and all of that's brilliant i think in our culture we do quite well and um, it's very easy to do it with little children and um, so my, my thought is really as the children are kind of growing
1: older and they're hitting teenage years as church leaders do you do anything in particular or look to support families any particular way as their children perhaps questioning faith yes perhaps having to engage in the culture around them yes because that's the point doesn't it where the culture clashes yeah. at that stage up until that stage up until they're maybe 11 12 perhaps it's a bit easier yes and as a father of a 10 year old about to get there myself so um, yes what do you do yes i think i think the the most important thing that parents must speak from the word go on children. I think the, the act of friendship, it's so important because uh, I think what's happening is, uh, it is possible to be a parent, but unfortunately along the way somewhere, the friendship element is not so strong. And I think the, for me, I feel one of like, the most important thing that we tell people back in Africa is be friends with your children. Yeah. But I think the other thing is, is not to be ignorant about the challenges they face, uh, the problems, w- whichever context it is, just being, being available and willing to be able to talk with them and uh, uh, be able to uh, provide with them some guidance and guidelines. But also, like a church, for example, uh, we also try to find out uh, what are some of the things that capture that age group. And we introduce programs in, yeah, that are church-related uh, spending time together, sports. Um, some of them, like for example, at Kambakia, we allow them to tell us what they think and then we ship it together. And we talk with them and we ask them, okay, we hear you. How about if we do it this way? And there is that acceptance. And uh, we see uh, in that way we've not lost our children. So, friendship. Uh, availability of talking not because you know I think young people when Frida was talking about rebelling and even uh, resentment is when they, all the time is condemnation Mm -hmm. when they hear condemnation and being told things like when we were like at your age we did not, I think those are things that can scare people scare children so much, but also it's the church coming up with programs in accordance to whatever context it is and really investing, Mm.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Frida, you got anything to say?
0: I would also say that um, the world, and especially the the social media, that is really affecting the young generation. (coughs) And I would say it's all to do with I think I feel to bring the older generation that is not mindful, again like I'm saying, like I said, and the institutions <coughs> that are not mindful of what kind of a generation, the next generation that is, that is coming up. Because most of the times I normally look at um, the young generation and I ask myself, if this is the way we were planted ourselves the way we are parenting now, because idea is we have got, um, I think we are in the third or the, the fourth generation of poor, poor parenting, even in, in Africa, whereby parenting was not done well to the children, and they are the children who are now parenting, and so you realize what kind of generation are, are these people bringing up? So what I'm saying is that um, our institutions, and that's why I'm saying the church needs to be courageous and aggressively be responsible over the next generation. Mm. Because unless you do that, and I think it's all selfish. We are selfish. I don't mind about the next generation. So as long as I'm OK, I don't care about the. Ne- which should not be the attitude. Yeah. So, so social media is really destroying, and we need to do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah
2: we can sneak one more question in um anyone else just got a, a little addition not so much a question but a thought um, Allah, the muslim god is a lonely god yeah. he's not a family man mm-hmm. our god is the family man. Yeah. we have the trinity mm-hmm. and as the scripture read earlier on about the different um, jobs in the in the, in the church that is our God, reflects yes. the unity and diversity and the Trinity and the relationship there, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Any other questions that want to end on? Who wants to? Going? Going? Good. Go on. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much.